Guys and girls, let's get the show on the road. And firstly, I want to let you know that um, you've got to get your head out of the sand if you're in a lot of the markets in Sydney. The market has definitely changed. There's no question about it. But I'm excited. I'm excited because guess what? 35 years in real estate, let me tell you, when the market changes, there's more stock. And when the market changes, they don't sell so quick. And when the market changes, vendors get a little bit nervous. So guess what? They'll pay a little more for the better agent. And guess what? The better agent is going to stand out. And there's a great saying, Warren Buffett says it, when the tide goes out, that's when you work out who's been swimming with their swimmers on and who has been swimming naked. And I've got to tell you, if you've been a very average real estate agent that's been getting by because the market was hot, I'm telling you, mm, you might be in for a big punch in the face. And you know why I say that? Because all of a sudden, in Sydney and Melbourne at least, and other markets are saying it, I'm letting you know we have vendors and buyers having a gap. Guess what? That means that all of a sudden you've got to get really good at narrowing the gap and that essentially means you've got to get good at a few skills in real estate, including, of course, pricing because you can no longer go off and overprice turkeys because if you have, right now I'm telling you you're going to be stuck with a lot of overpriced stuff in your office in December and we don't want you to be an antique store. Antique stores collect stuff in the window. I want to let you know that in real estate, ooh, I'm really, and by the way, this glass of red, I forgot what the label was, but I've got to tell you. And in comes Luke and Josh from the block. The boys, the boys, big wave to Luke and Josh from the block. I've got to tell you, everyone wrote them off. Everyone wrote them off. Everyone said they had no chance. Not only that, TV did a very good job to make them look like they were the bad guys. And in the end, they nearly won it. <clears throat> they nearly won it. Second spot. Jeez, I wish there was one more buyer there. Would have won that. Anyway, hello, Jonathan. Hi to everyone there. Guys and girls, want to let you know the marketplace has changed. And I've got to say to you that it's an exciting time. And the reason why it's exciting is that we make a living out of real estate, not out of booming markets, but out of turnover markets. Remember that, my friends. We make a living out of real estate out of having properties turned over. We want stock. We don't care if it's a little bit overpriced and if the buyers are going to be hard to work with because we know that's what we fundamentally get employed to do. We're not employed to be order takers. We're employed to be deal makers. I'll say that again. We're not employed to take orders like a Coca-Cola sales rep going into 7-Eleven. We are there to get the mum and dad school teacher who are up here selling to the plumber and his wife and we put a deal together and that requires negotiation. It requires good pricing. It requires patience. It requires you to have crucial conversations but to still be like and that is not easy to do. 
Hey, Natalia, congratulations, good friend of mine, Natalia Zhu, whose son is going to be one of the greatest ever in boxing. Well done last week. We watched the fight, by the way. Uh, don't be an order taker, be a deal maker. Don't be an order taker, be a deal maker. So guys and girls, let me go through five things, five things that I want to cover today in a changing market that you need to know. Number one, I've got to tell you, if you are an auction agent, please listen to me very carefully now. You need to seriously consider selling prior to auction. Listen to me. And the reason why I'm seeing a trend, and this is the trend, what is happening is this. We are having a buyer making an offer on a property prior to auction at 1.1 million. Okay, they're coming in and they're offering 1.1 million. And then what they're doing is the offer's not being accepted and they're going to auction. And then at auction, the bidding stops at, say, a million and 30. And they're not paying 1.1 because they're seeing what the market's saying. And they're saying, why will I pay 1.1 when the second highest bid here is a million and 30? And that's why, my friends, right now, I'm seeing this trend. One buyer that's hot, one or two that are not, going to the auction and not having anyone pushing that final bidder up to their maximum. So what are the smart agents doing right now? Listen to me carefully. They're doing a ring around before the auction day, example, on Wednesday, and they're having a conversation that sounds like this. To the buyers, particularly, let me just execute what you should do to ring the hot buyer up. You should ring up the hot buyer. If you know you've got interest at 1.1 from a hot buyer, you sort of say to them, hey, I'm giving you a ring to let you know that our vendors may be selling prior to auction. They've had interest from parties and they may be selling to prior to auction. Can I ask you, you'd indicated a level of around 1.1. May I ask you, are you still at that level right now? Yes, we are. Great. Then you get on the phone and you ring up all other buyers that you think are a possibility. Hi, it's Tommy from The Real Estate. I'm letting you know there is a possibility that we might be selling prior to auction. There has been interest from a party. May I ask you at what price level would you like to be included in negotiations? That's the sentence. At what price level would you like to be included in negotiations? At what price level would you like to be included in negotiations? Now, if they turn around and they say, oh, well, well, you know, like, what's the offer? Well, I've got to tell you, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, we're not going to get into a Dutch auction where we're going to tell you what they've paid and then we're going to have a lot of people that are going to get upset. What I'd like to know is at what point would you like to be included and at what point would you like to be excluded? So what I'd like you to do is to tell me at what price level you're going to be prepared to pay as a maximum to be included in this negotiation. Now, if they turn around and say something along the lines of a million, you then turn around and say, so may I ask you if there was interest at around 1.1, would you want to be included or excluded? No, 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 we're not at level. No, 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 we wouldn't pay that. We don't think it's worth it. The market's dropping. Interest rates are going up. I've seen other properties. There's a lot of properties on the market. Blah, blah, blah. Say no problems. Then what you do, my friends, is you wrap up the sale. 
you wrap up the sale because you've now got a clear picture that you're going to be at an auction where you're going to have one buyer that's strong and maybe no other buyers or some weak buyers. And I've got to tell you, it is not a good look. So I'd be wrapping it up. Guys and girls, the second thing that you need to be doing in a market that is changing, listen to me carefully, you've got to relist the properties because when you did your first listing presentation, it was based on a different market. The buzz was different. The height was different. It was red hot and now it's just hot. So, and by the way, I'm going to give you my 20 cents. Actually, I'll give you my 20 cents worth. And for the record, you can Google my name and the articles that I've written over the last year and you'll see I have been pretty accurate with what I've said. I never said the market was going to drop 35% like everyone else did during the first lockdown. And I actually said three months ago that November, December is going to be good buying opportunities. And that is exactly what's happened. Not only that, I'm also going to tell you right now we're only in this situation because we had a lot of pent-up demand from sellers who held off from putting their property on the market when they should have, and I was screaming at them, put it on, there's no stock, I know we're in a lockdown, but everything's selling, put it on. But no, 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 what did they decide to do? They decided to hold off, and guess what? They're rushing on the market. Do you know in Sydney alone next week, 1,800 properties up for auction. This is unheard of, right? All because the vendors decided not to listen to every article I said, sell in isolation, don't sell in competition. But no, they decided to hold on. And now they've decided to put their property on the market on December 18 when everyone is at Westfield shopping. Sorry. Very sorry. But anyway, guess what? I believe that what will happen is we're going to get a more normalization in stock levels in February after Australia Day when the market resumes. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to have a more balanced market, not this excess stock. And you know why I'm else happy? Because APRA is also happy because they wanted to slow the market down with their tightening of lending and they've achieved it. They've achieved it. Rob Travato says you're an angry drunk. Actually, I'm not. I'm one of these drunks that falls asleep. Got to tell you. Two glasses, got to go, too much for me. Deep breath. Let go, let go, let go. Just let go, let go. Okay, so guys and girls, listen to me carefully. In February, we're going to have a normalisation of stock. We're not going to have all this excess stock that people are waiting for the lockdowns to end. And I believe that APRA, listen to me carefully, you're hearing it from Tommy Panos, APRA won't do any further tightening. Do you want to know why? 
Because even though APRA is independent, guess what? Josh Frydenberg has appointed them. They're his mates. And guess what? It's election time, first half of next year. And the government is not going to want to do anything to make people get upset. And how do you get people upset? You make their homes go down in value because it's the biggest asset that they own. So, my friends, what I suggest, what I suggest is that you're going to see the market stay pretty okay first half of next year. But after the election, well, we could begin the cycle. We could begin the cycle where we're going to see just a slight drop. But don't stress, the biggest drop I've seen in metros has been 80%, 18%, 1.8. And that has been picked up within two years. So there's nothing to be stressed about. And even right now, with all this stock there, Guys and girls, I've got to tell you, all that's happened in real estate is we've gone from going on a freeway at 160 k's an hour to around 130 k's an hour. That's all that has happened, my friends. So my friends, if you do want to sell stuff in this current period, but you need to relist it. And what do I mean by that? You know, these homes that you've currently got on the market that might be a little bit overpriced because... The energy is not exactly where it was and the depth of bias. Well, you need to go off and say, Mr. and Mrs. Bendor, when we first put your property on the market, we actually had different conditions. What I want to do is to do a relist of your property and we look at the comparable sales and what's been happening in the market in the last seven days because this is the market that we're in. Just like milk and cheese have expiry dates, so do marketplaces. So I think relisting is a very good idea. And this is going to be extremely useful also, my friends. Relisting is also very important for properties that you've already done market appraisals, say, in you know August and September, and they're rushing to come onto the market to sell in December. They also need to be relisted because they're chasing the market, right? They're chasing the market. But when you actually listed that property, in certain markets in Australia, it's not exactly the same. So you do need to do a bit of relisting. But I want to share with you strategy number three that I used to have in my own real estate office. Correct. I used to have a real estate office and I was a salesperson and I was actually very good at both. So when I'm sitting here and I'm speaking to you and I'm talking to you about training and education, I'm not the trainer that's created a PowerPoint document from just not having done it. I'm only recommending to you the stuff that I've done myself and the stuff that I do myself when I'm trying to put deals together, talking to vendors and buyers every weekend and at the moment, every day. Because I'm doing auctions every day. I'm doing auctions six days a week. So this is a game that's extremely useful. It's called play the game, play the prices right. So what you want to do is if you've got a vendor that's a little bit overpriced, just get them in your car, go for a drive and look at properties that have just sold in the last week and say to the vendors while you've got them in the car, can I ask you, what do you think that's sold for? And they'll say, I don't know, 1.5? No, 1,450,000. Then you go to the next one. What do you think that has sold for? 
Oh, one three? No, one two. Next one, what do you think that sold for? 800? No, 750. Playing the price is right is seeing is believing. They're actually seeing it with their own eyes. So the secret here is to make sure that you pick the right three properties to play the game with because what you're trying to do is to shape their reality by showing them comparable sales. That is a great game. And by the way, it is a great game to play also with buyers when you're trying to get a buyer up in price, when they give you a ridiculous offer. You know the type, property's worth 600 and they just come out of nowhere and say 450, right? So that's a great game to play with them. The price is right. Why? Because you're showing them the truth. And by the way, as John McGrath said at Eric, just tell the damn truth, damn truth. Truth will set you free in real estate. Let's talk about strategy number four, price reductions, price reductions. And what I'd like to do is to rephrase that and call it price alignments. From now on, we talk price alignments, price alignments. Hello, David Imry, that and the worst premier in the country. Yes, price alignments. I've got to tell you, I don't miss Gladys. I don't miss Gladys. And I don't, um, 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 yeah, by Tom Panos, after the auction, what's he saying? I'll be there to watch. Yes, Trini, come and watch the auction. Anyone wants to come along. We had agents from Port Macquarie came out, or sorry, Port Stevens came looking at my auctions on Saturday. You're all welcome to come. Crowds are good at auctions and we need them at the moment. Number four, price reductions. Price reductions. So, number one, the words change to price alignments. Number two, every vendor, whether it's an auction vendor or whether it is a private treaty vendor or, you know, by negotiation, whatever method you're using, must receive a weekly written report. End of story. Written report. In writing, it's real. It's official. It's the law. Black and white. Send it by email. Post it out. Whatever you like. Number two, every person needs to get one offer per week. Offers shape the reality of a vendor. And by the way, for God's sake, don't give them them stupid overpriced offers from a buyer that was unqualified that was never going to buy it because that destroys a campaign. That's the destroyer. That's the destroyer. When a vendor at an auction on a Saturday says, but we got $10 in the first week. Well, hello, where is it today? By the way, if they're not signing a contract, I wouldn't be submitting an offer because as far as I'm concerned, words don't equate money. And then the third thing, what I want to do is to give you two pieces of dialogue that can help you with price alignments. Listen very carefully. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, at the moment, you're actually not in the market. You're sitting on top of the market. And what I'd like to do is to realign the value of your property by 5% because I'd rather start negotiating with an offer than having no offer. End of story, my friends. You need to start realizing that price alignments becoming KPIs. You need to get a price alignment on properties because I'll tell you why. When the price is adjusted, the magical buyer appears from nowhere, just drops out of nowhere. Very important, my friends. 
Very important. By the way, if you're enjoying this rant, I want to let you know that Susan, my business manager, who's been with me for a decade, and not only she's a staff member, she's a very close friend. I've got to say to you, she's given me the thumbs up. The real estate gym is open 2023. You can go in there right now. And I think she has said to me, you'll get a month's free on the annual membership. It is $620 a year. I will be your coach for 2023. The content is going next level, but most importantly, we've spent a fortune on developing an app that allows you to consume content on the go 24-7, and people absolutely love and adore the Real Estate Gym, the app, Android and Apple, realestategym.com.au. Susan has actually put that in the comment section there for those of you that are watching on Facebook and LinkedIn. Guys and girls, I want to be your coach because I've got to tell you, paying someone 500 bucks, 700 bucks for coaching sessions gets really expensive. You can have me as your virtual coach. In fact, tomorrow we are having a session with all our gym members where I execute the scripts and dialogues on this topic that we're talking about on pricing right and getting price alignments. Is there a sauna in the gym, says Sats? No, but you should go to Bikram Yoga because I've got to tell you, I didn't go today. I went yesterday. I love Bikram. Love, 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 love Bikram. Guys and girls, realestategym.com.au. Can I get involved in the gym, Brody, in 2022? Yes, you can, but if you join now, you're not getting the 2022 price. You're getting the 2021 price. Tomorrow's session and mole is at 4 p.m. Our gym members, 4 p.m. Marcus Salvatore says $620. Best spent. Best spent. Bang, bang, bang. Guys and girls, love you to be part of our crew, our community. By the way, you know how many members have actually picked up referrals out of the real estate gym? Guys and girls, let's move on to my last script on price reductions, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor. At the moment, your property is not sitting in the market. It's on top of the market. And what I'd like to do is actually get your property to be back in the market. What I'd like to do is to realign the value of your property by 5% because I'd rather be sitting with you. I'd rather be sitting with you talking about an offer than having no offer next week. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, at the moment, there are 45 properties a month being sold in our area and there are 153 that are staying put. The decision you've got to make is do you want to stay or do you want to sell? And the way I see it at the moment, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, with, um, I've got to say to you, with the way interest rates are being talked about, with what APRO is saying, if you're conservative, take the cash. Let's sell now, sell high buy low. That's what the smart people are doing. Big Nathan Strudwick has joined from Elders in Brisbane, the best agent, I believe, in the Elders Network in sales and a good client of mine. Nathan, by the way, thank you for the eggplant socks. I now know what eggplant stand for as an emoji, and I didn't earlier on. I have found out. Guys and girls, let me move on to number five. Number five, the last thing I want to say to you is, guys and girls, right now in this changing market, one of the things you need to do, 
There he goes. Nathan's put an emoji of the eggplant. He sent me some beautiful socks with eggplants. Does everyone know? Does everyone know what the eggplant emoji stands for? I didn't, and I've got teenage daughters, right? Not that would tell me. Guys and girls, does anyone know? Could you please put it in the comments below? Guys and girls, number five, the fifth thing, the fifth thing that you need to do between now and Christmas is to make sure that you ring up every one of your clients and do your end of year summary calls. And what you do is you give them a forecast of what you think will happen next year and you give them a summary of what happened last year. If you're confused about what's going to happen next year, I've got good news on Thursday, the most accurate forecaster, apart from myself, in real estate, Louis Christopher from SQM has released his annual report. Hey, Mark Sully, and his annual report, my friends, is going to talk about city by city, rural areas, regional areas. He's doing a total overview for one hour on transaction numbers this year, forecast next year. If you're a buyer, a seller, an agent, or an investor, it is unmissable. Do not miss it, my friends, 10 o'clock on Thursday. It'll be live on my social media. But the end of year summary calls are very, very important. You need to call the end of year people and you say, hey, this is Tom Pounds here from The Real Estate. This is the time of year that I give a summary of what happened in 2021 and my forecast of 2022. And during this phone call, you find three things out, whether they are a potential seller, Number two, whether they should actually be in your database. And number three, at least you're having a frequency touch point that is a lot better than a Christmas card. This is something that you should be doing. And I'd like to let you know that one of the main things you've got to do before you go on holidays is leave your office with listings signed up for 2022. I want you to leave with your car on top of the hill, handbrake on, so when you come back, January 15, whenever you come back, you let go of the handbrake and the car flows. That's what I want you to do. Guys and girls, I want to thank you so much for your attention, the biggest thing you can give me. I want to thank my sponsors, Agent Box, Campaign Agent. If you haven't got Campaign Agent, you're crazy. It's the easiest way to get VPA, Secure Exchange. Of course, also before you bid, they're just killing it at the moment. And if you don't have before you bid inspections, when you list a property, you're out of the game. And also, of course, what I'd like to do is thank you all for your attention. Uh, engage, best pre-list document I know coming from you from, of course, Real, Real Base, which is campaign track. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've, I've missed anyone there. Um, have I covered everyone, Susan? Um, agent Box, VPA, Campaign Agent, um, Secure Exchange. Oh, yes. How did I miss the I was thinking about it. Podium. Listen, I love them. I love them. And so does Google. That's why Google invested in them. I use them in my own business. I use them for reviews and I use them for text messaging. Guys and girls, check them out. Thank you so much. Monday's Rock, Trevor Bowen, the fireman from Ray White at Cheltenham. Good to see you. Jen Chambers, love you. Love you all. Stay strong. Mark Sully, good to see you. Robbie Travato, one of the great auctioneers in Sydney. Good to see you, Robbie. Guys and girls, I'm signing off. And remember, remember, always make the decision, no matter where you are, that you'll always participate in the solution not the problem. 
Always remember, my friends, choose to look at life as if your future is going to be bigger than your past. Always, always remember, my friends, be Teflon, not Velcro. What I mean by Teflon, when there's shit, when there's rejection, when there's failure, let it slide off you. Velcro, it sticks. And guys and girls, from the bottom of my heart, I hope that you make up your mind that Christmas starts on December 25, not November 25. Signing off.